Your own personal headley. Someone to sponsor the show, helping us grow. Hand jobs for headley. Headley and Headley and the Patreon subscribers, Ermagerd. Ermagerd Headley. Is this the Swedish chef? <laughs> Ermagerd, the listeners are so great to her to fur. Oh my God. Anybody listening in Sweden has now turned the, the show off. Well, no, that's not even sweet. That It's an exaggerated something. Her to fur to fur. And I've just been doing it all morning. Ermagerd. <laughs> Please don't do that anymore during the show. <laughs> Who was that? Now you're Beaker. Yeah, Beaker. that's right. <laughs> Who doesn't love Beaker, Kathy? <laughs> Where the whole bottom of his fucking face opens and closes when he talks. I don't think anybody even knows the name of the professor next to him who actually talks. No. Beaker is the one who takes the show. It's just the professor. If you're a Perverted Podcast listener, email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what is the name of that professor. God damn it. Kathy. What, Boogie? (laughs) We're we're doing a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex and perversion. Recording live through Zencaster, the website that wants to fuck Boogie and I each and every time. (laughs) Ha ha! It's true! <laughs> I'm Kathy. <laughs> I am Count Boogie. Kathy? Yes? You know what's great about this week? I do know what's great about this week, but tell the listeners, Boogie. Kink and perversion and sexual exploration is what is amazing about this week. Ah, tell us more, Boogie. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> That means I placed my physical penis inside of a physical vagina. What? Was this news? physical vagina? It was her physical vagina. And not only that, this is, okay, now this is sad. (laughs) This is so sad. But it's great because we actually did kink. What? Wait, wait, wait. Kink? And you're talking about it on a kink show, Boogie? That's right. We have this thing called Perverted Podcast, which is basically a couple of idiots talking about their experiences in kink, which means that we should probably have experiences in kink to talk about. Uh, I think that that's a, that's a plan and a half. Why don't you tell us about it, Boogie? And I got to actually do that. Well, you know, Dell's been getting, you know, he's been kidnapping Devil. And then, of course, Enigma, when he comes on, he's... He's on a trip now. He's actually going somewhere and may actually have some kink to report on because he's taking a trip out of town and he has someone with him and they're going to hopefully have some shenanigans. But it's like it's kind of like, oh, now we're actually getting to be kinky. It was it was wonderful. I did my covid test and it came back negative. So Mew lives on the boat with her mom, as we all know. Mm -hmm. And so the mom has been extra diligent in social distancing and whatever, which is actually very respectful. And it's her place. So fine. So because I took my test and and so forth, the the mom was like, look, we'll go to the other boat. Why don't you have Boogie over and, you know, have a night? Wow. So so it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to actually stay on an actual place and and shower in a shower it was amazing so um she's like can you bring handcuffs and i'm like yes because usually we bring a lot of toys but then we're so horny to see each other that we just fuck (laughs) a lot and do some surprise (laughs) anal which is still rough sex and kinky but it's not you know like we haven't had a play scene play scene in months and I'm starting to like feel like I'm losing my ability to have a show because I need to be having experiences. So I bring the leather cuffs and 
sure enough, it was it was amazing. Um, I brought her favorite cane and belts and some toys. And just the second those cuffs went around her back and I shoved her over, I made like a little cushion thing on a couch and I shove her over it and her face goes into the cushion. She literally goes into a space she hasn't been in in a while. Right. And I was actually worried that it would take a while to get there. So I'm like, okay, we'll be patient. Nope. The second her face hit that cushion with her hands behind her back in restraints, she was gone. (laughs) And I took that cane and started building her up. Because once again, also, you know, over the time and all the study that she's done, getting ready for med school and all that stuff, we've been playing less and less hardcore impact. She used to take a lot of heavy hits. And as time went over, she kind of lessened and lessened and lessened. And so, which is fine. That's great. That's less work for my shoulder to get her into that space. But it was amazing that within a very short time of hitting her with the cane, I was hitting her harder and harder. And she literally went into that space that she hasn't been in a long time where I would whack her almost to the extent of breaking the cane. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't no reaction whatsoever. She was gone. Wow literally gone like anything that would make an if you were awake like if you hit me that hard i would squeal like a bitch and piss myself and punch you in the throat (laughs) um and literally no i'm not a bottom (laughs) kathy i really i bottom every day to my chronic pain no don't like bottoming but she gets into that zone where she goes nonverbal and literally like you just whack And you see a big red welt come up and she just literally has this little smile on her face and is gone. Wow, that is so cool. You had kink. Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot of fun and she felt really good. And then, of course, I'm like, okay, you got to know when to stop. (laughs) That's a very important (laughs) part. Just because they're not reacting doesn't mean you just keep beating them until they have a reaction. When they're in that nonverbal kind of state, it's you as the top need to kind of, okay, We've taken her on this trip for a while now. I'm going to start easing down and and come back and then do aftercare. That's and, a good lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're excited. You're like, woo, I just get to keep doing this until they die. No, that's not really how it works. You kind of have to kind of have to back off, you know. So I did, you know, a, a good 15, 20, 30 minutes of the play. And then I kind of brought it back out and uh, with my dick fucking her and it was and that was that was a good way to come out of the space um so it it wound up being a lot of fun it was really just a lot of fun and then she came out and it was very cuddly and she was like wow i haven't gone that deep in so long it was just very refreshing to remember that oh yeah i really like kinky wow that's really cool i'm glad for you guys so what about you? Any perversion over there at Creative Explorers? Have you been getting the well, D? I have, but not so far this weekend because it's only Saturday morning. And we had a bit of a miscommunication, miscommunicado last night, which Uh-oh. led into a bad spirally area, which um, thanks to Creative Explorers, uh, well, he's a braver person than I am because he brought it up. And I didn't. And I was just sulking in a corner. Not really. I was spiraling. I'm not going to lie. But he's a lot braver than I am in those areas. And so he brought it up and we discussed it. And it was a stupid miscommunication that we could not have seen coming. So um, we just got over that by the time we got to bed. By the time I actually got to sleep, it was probably around 1 o'clock. Because oh, wow. we did other stuff. But yeah. But um, but so far, nothing. This, but But I have high hopes. You know why, Boogie? Why do you have high hopes, Kathy? Because it is a three-day weekend and we have three <sighs> days of kinkiness. Three days of potential. So you, so right now, you're kind of building the brat. <laughs> I, I already know your game plan. You're going to just start building the brat and then just start poking and poking and poking until he eventually just goes, oh, yeah? <laughs> How dare you presume to know me? And then next thing you know, you're shackled, you're collared, you're bent over, and you're getting the D that you so need, Kathy. And that is an amazing thing. Stop telling people my secrets, Boogie. Am I close? 
Uh, you're not even, you're not, you're no, 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 not at all. No, you're, no, you, you're way off base and I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> you're going to put on an apron and you're going to say, sir, can I please make you some cookies? You're so good. Can I rub your feet, creative explorer? Can I just nuzzle my head in your lap and pet you gently and lovingly? No, that's not what you're going to do. God damn it, Kathy. How long has this fucking show been on? How long have we done this show now? I, I think. Oh, wait a minute, Boogie. What? Newsflash: Perverted what? Podcast has turned five years old. Is this the five year show episode? Well, technically, or is it it's next Monday. Week? I thought it was next no, week. No, no. Well, we used to record Mondays, so this coming Monday we technically turned five years old. But we're celebrating it today as we record. God damn it! Happy, happy. Whatever this is, Kathy. Happy fifth anniversary. <laughs> Happy fifth anniversary, Ma. <laughs> we, we done, Pa, we done turned five years old. Ma, you're just as pretty as when we started. Just as pretty. <laughs> of course, my eyes have gotten a lot worse in the last five years, but I think you're just as pretty, and I love talking to you just as much. Oh, oh God damn. God. Nobody believes a word you're saying. <laughs> Can I get that? Hey, it's been five years. Why not try a hand job, hand job anniversary gift? Huh? It wouldn't be a, sh a show if you didn't try and get something, Boogie. So thank you for at least trying, but no. I'm I'm consistent. Yes, you are. Consistent is one thing that you absolutely are. <laughs> Which makes no sense for somebody that's that manic. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, Kathy, in a very short reflection of our five-year celebration, it, it has been an amazing five years with lots of great stories and lots of adventures. And we have our little family, our little family of listeners. And it is way more a family than us talking to them. And we talk about that all the time. And, yeah, absolutely. And actually more of a church. You know what? I was going to say that very thing. <laughs> it's really more of like a congregation where like you and I are the ministers and we care for the needs of the congregation. And plus, with all the stuff going on, which we haven't really talked about, you know, where patron is now going to be forced to charge sales tax to certain people in certain areas, which is bullshit. But whatever. We'll talk about that another time. I think we should maybe become a religious organization because religions don't have to pay taxes and their patrons don't have to pay taxes. So what if we turn perverted podcast? Because it's the same thing. We have a weekly meeting. We have a service. We nurture the needs, needs of our community. That's true. We we're there in we're there in private emails. You know, people send us stuff. I had a couple this week that were that were wonderful. People reached out with some things they were struggling with, and I had some time to you know hopefully give them some encouragement. You do the same thing. We do everything that a church does without the tax exempt status. You know that's sad but true that a church is better off than we are when we give just as much assistance to our flock as any old church does. <laughs> you called him a flock. <laughs> <laughs> flock you. <laughs> I just, okay, it's bad. It's been a long morning. Uh, but what I mean, here's the thing, um and I know you had some ideas. What would we call our church? Well, I think like what would be like the name of, you know, the glorious of perversion, sexual exploration or um, I think the the church of consensual kink. So that way everybody is nice and safe. church of consensual kink. Yes, I think church of consensual kink is very good. Um, it has a good name. It, it you know, because wait a minute. <laughs> church of consensual kink. Cock? Really, Kathy? <laughs> you really want to call our church cock? As if you don't. Where are you going? I'm going to go worship cock this week. The church of cock. I'm going to kneel before the church of cock. The, That's a glorious am, name, Kathy. I am the the in the flock of cock. <laughs> the flock of cock. That actually sounds kind of dirty. 
That sounds, well, that sounds dirty. Well, it is a perverted church after all. How many of our listeners would want to attend the Church of Cock? I'm sure some would find it funny, but I think that would be the end of our show. <laughs> Just that organ music in the background. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Cock. You are all welcome at Cock. Cock welcomes you all. Glory to Cock. Glorious, lovely Cock. Here we are. Please donate. Here we are passing the plate where you can give your money to Cock. (laughs) The, The puns would go on and on. It would be amazing. I would do it. That's it, Kathy. That's a great name that you came up with. Church of Consensual Kink. Oh, brother. Gotta get your kink right. All types on Fet Life. Fingery in the pee hole for some. It's a big delight. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every single goddamn post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. This week, I have a post by, I'm going to say that this name is on my top five. I, I normally like a lot of the names, but some of them hit the Kathy Hall of Fame. And this one is definitely it. Unicorn Husbandry, who wrote a post. <laughs> that just gave me the worst thought ever. Because I most think that's horse, what it's intended to do. <laughs> because most horses, I mean, it's not just a mighty unicorn jumping up and mounting the hot little girl or something like that. Wait, did I go bestiality? I did. I'm a pig. Yeah, you did. But instead, when you hear horse husbandry... You just picture somebody going up to a male horse with that sack that they just put around its dick and jerk off the horse until it loads into the sack. Oh, gross. Is that just me? I watch a lot of really strange videos. That's just you, Boogie. But this is Unicorn Husbandry. Unicorn Husbandry. Yes, I love (laughs) that name so much. All right, he wrote a post called... Here's a whopper. Mistaken identity and language games, the intersection of sluts and polysexuals with dramatic hyperbole. I mean, I swear to God, it's a mouthful of words. When I first read it, I almost had a word orgasm. Cock! <laughs> Cock! Cock is easier. <laughs> Church of Consensual King. Cock! I'm so glad. I don't even know what that acronym would be. You know what? You are a crazy, crazy man. All right. This is what Unicorn Husbandry says. Ready? Go. He says, we love a story of mistaken identity. It is a common trope in books and movies. The hero is thought to be a villain or the lover is thought to be a friend. Comedy ensues as we unravel the silly antics of the fictional characters in their manufactured drama. Not quite so entertaining in our actual lives, is it? Language tends to make us struggle as we narrow our ideas into exactly who we want to be and what we want out of life. And until we can express those ideas clearly, we constantly deal with cases of mistaken identity. Some common examples, I want to submit to you completely actually means I want to follow your lead in this specific scenario and occasionally in regular life unless it is inconvenient or I think you go too far. (laughs) So true. True, true. So true. <laughs> or use my holes like a cum dumpster whore often means I want an intense sexual relationship with a touch of physical degradation and dominance, but I still need you to show me that you value me as a person outside of that specific situation. True, true. It is <laughs> still that's, true. That's me all over. <laughs> That's you, you're a big talker. Goddamn big talker, ain't you, Kathy? That's true, but I dissolve into a ball of tears if, you, if you're if you mean to me. <laughs> I need validation! That's so true. Okay. He says, it is never easy to actually get to the definition someone else is using. This is why the community spends so much time discussing negotiations. But why are we all so unclear in our definitions? And why do we simply refuse to allow for the clear communication? Quite simply, it isn't sexy. For every time that we try to affirm the erotic nature of sitting down with our notarized consent form in triplicate, reviewing every line item in meticulous detail, we know that isn't really what gets our blood pumpy. We want momentum, the kind that brushes all of our considerations aside as we are fucking a stranger over a trash can in a dark alley. Yes. We're being erotically terrified because we were just abducted and tied with barbed wire to a chain link fence. Language games are not as much fun as simply going with the flow or being organic, but they are far more necessary. We love the drama and the hyperbole, but we actually need the clarity. 
I actually have to tell my partners what I want from them, and they have to tell me what they want from me. Bravo! Love this post! (laughs) Bravo! Very well articulated, and definitely a real conundrum of being a kinky person. Yes. Uh, Yeah. We know that if we don't negotiate, if we don't have that conversation, if we don't have a fairly clear picture of what the other person's limits are, then you run a much bigger risk of things going wrong and then not even having a plan to deal with that. Yeah. It can be lame and academic and clinical to try to negotiate prior to that scene. What do we do, Kathy? How do we deal with that? How do we continue the momentum and flow of sexual tension while at the same time finding out how to not kill someone or go to jail? Ideas, Kathy? That's a tall freaking order right there. Is it, though? (laughs) You're going into a weird, pinchy state right now. I was talking to someone a long time ago, new person at the at uh, the club that we used to go to, um, and they were saying we we're t- talking about something along the same lines. And I was saying how important it is uh, to communicate, and they had a a take on it that I didn't appreciate, and pointed really toward their um, uh, newbiness in the community. They said something along the lines of, "Well, the reason for that is that kink is all about smoke and mirrors." And all about role playing and none of it is is really real. So and I thought to myself, yikes, you got a lot to learn because that's absolutely not what I meant when I said you have to communicate. I mean, people have different definitions. They and it that that doesn't matter whether uh you're doing kink or in real life. Case in point, like the thing that I was telling you earlier, last night, Creative Explorer, I, I asked him what I thought was a direct question. He heard something else and answered something else. And I realized when we, and, and it, you know, comedy did not ensue. A, a big old drop in, in the energy ensued and, and every, the, the whole evening just tanked until we talked about it. And I didn't realize until he was explaining to me why he answered it in a different way that this had absolutely nothing to do with anybody doing anything wrong. This was just a matter of his definition was different than mine. And and so I, what I took as, Oh, you're answering a different question was, was not, he was answering what he really believed the question was. And I started to realize, yowza, this is exactly what we're going to be talking about on the show tomorrow, because even in the best of circumstances with the best of intentions and the amount of communication you're doing, you, if you have not come up with some kind of process that you're going to go through to extricate yourself from those times when things go wrong because of labels or definitions or misunderstandings along those lines, that's when you get into trouble because the misunderstandings are going to happen. The miscommunication, the different definitions and words and labels and the different meanings of phrases that you use, like when he says, I want you to treat me like a, a you know, a, a cum dumpster. Yeah, but I still need to be treated like a human being. And your partner's not going to know that unless you actually say it. So when that person told me that at at the club, I thought that this person either doesn't belong in kink or is going to take a while to really learn the lesson of, no, kink is not all about smoke and mirrors. You need to be very clear about what it is that you want. And more importantly, you need to have a process in place for when things tank and go, go south really fast so that you can come back to center and communicate with your a partner and not get butt hurt because things didn't go your way and come out of it in a healthier relationship at the end of it. I agree. I definitely agree. And now I shall segue into Uh-oh. the real conundrum. Okay. The real conundrum, Canthy. Can- Canthy? <laughs> Is that my new name? <laughs> Canthy? Magina? Muse Magina? Isn't that what you said? You called Muse Vagina a Magina? My lips just went crazy instead of saying Muse Vagina. Muse Magina. What? I can't believe you didn't hear it. Magical Muse Magina. Magical Muse Magina. Magical Muse Magina. We love to go inside. Oh, the magic of editing. The magic of editing. Actually, I just sang that like five minutes ago and then said I'll put it in later. Here's the thing. 
that we want to work on. And this is where I focused on. It's like, because it's true, sometimes it can seem very clinical and academic to have to negotiate and find out these things. And people are like, oh, well, how do I keep that going without being a rapist? Um, and it's there's some pretty simple tricks that I've seen done and that I've done myself. The first thing is, is try negotiating in character. Do you understand what I'm talking about when I say that? Um, I think so, because it at, it at least keeps it going. You're in that zone. There is nothing wrong with negotiating with your foot on someone's back while they're face down on the ground. If, they're, if, the, if their kink is like humiliation or degradation or just wanting that power exchange, there is nothing wrong with putting somebody either in a kneeling position or some type of power exchange position like a slave position or a, a way that puts them in the headspace that right now, even though we're going to talk about things, you are still in this power exchange. If you're doing a humiliation scene and the person wants to stay in a zone of humiliation, there are surely ways to talk about that. I can surely look at you and say, if I gave a fuck about your feelings, what would your limits be? <laughs> oh, that's that's evil and tricky and perfect. Because you're still a piece of meat to me. I'm not going to respect your limits because I care about you, worthless piece of meat. <laughs> I'm going to do it because I care about my standards and I care about my reputation and I care about getting new partners that I actually care about. So why don't you tell me your limits so I can do it my way? <laughs> you're so evil. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. And that makes perfect sense. You're still being humiliated. I'm still getting your limits. We're still discussing that, but we're staying in the character if that's if if that's your game plan. But there's definitely I've seen a lot of people do it where you put a foot on someone's back and you go, OK, well, how do you feel about impact play? So you're still in that zone. You're still in a power exchange. The other thing is, as I would recommend, if you can, if it's not just pick up play in a club negotiate prior to the scene when what i mean by prior i mean either a couple days in advance which i've done lots of a couple days in advance or a few hours before the play scene so you can kind of talk through it and these are what you feel and negotiate beforehand and then you can take a couple hours or a couple days to then get back into the character you've already you've talked about your things you've said what your limits the only thing the caveat to that is if you do it a couple days in advance you should still check in prior to the scene and say, are you still in that same headspace? Do you understand what I mean, Kathy? I do. I'm glad that you bring that up because that's uh, there, that communication that has to happen um, has to, it go runs the, the entire length of the relationship, whether you've started all the way and you're doing pickup play at, at a club somewhere or you're, you know, 10 years into a relationship. So, and, and that's, and those are some really creative ideas you came up with there. I don't know that I would have been that creative. <laughs> well, I like keeping the zone. I, I love being in that zone. And of course, as somebody who craves a reaction out of my bottoms, I want to keep them in their zone. And from experience, you and I have been in the lifestyle a little while. We know that if you negotiate and you find out as much information as you can prior, put that in your sack. Then when something happens, you can deal with it and then get back to the fun. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we surely have seen, and that's one of the benefits of having a community where we have thousands of examples of, yeah, you can take the risk. Not telling you're an adult, risk aware, consensual kink. You can say, I don't want to negotiate and I just want to see what happens. And we're just going to go in with a safe word. You absolutely can do that. I've done that. But you, just have, you have to be aware of the risk. And some people, like you say, I mean, it would be great if 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 uh, kink was I, the idealized version of what we thought it would be. And everybody is always safe all the time and it comes out lovely. But it's not. There are a lot of people who play like that, too. Let's just go in and see what happens. You just have to be adult enough to uh, get yourself out of it and be OK with it. Don't get butt hurt if it doesn't go your way. Absolutely agree. The other thing that I, I thought about 
with this because he made those funny examples like I want to be a full submissive 24-7 except when it's inconvenient to me, Um, (laughs) which is amazingly funny. And how so many people start is either both with the dominance. I am going to be in control of this person 24 hours a day. My God, that's a lot of logistics. Wow, I really have to manage a lot. I am not a good manager 24. I know I do not want to be a 24-7 dominant master. (laughs) That is fucking a pain in the ass. I want you to go (laughs) handle your goddamn life. And then when we get in the play scene or we're together, then I want to control your every move. So it's really funny how... and. It, it's usually when you start in the lifestyle that you have these big visions of what you want to be. And that's when you have to do that self-evaluation, which is, do I really, really want that? Start to think about that. And we've talked about that in other segments where you start to lay down the actual logistics of being a 24-7 submissive or a 24-7 dominant. And some people really gravitate to that, that 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 is the zone they want to stay in for the rest of their life. And there's wonderful long-term master-slave dominant submissive relationships that go on for years and years and years. But what I have found is the majority of people don't want real 24-7. They want a good amount of that dynamic. And then they also want to handle their own life when they're not playing. Oh, yeah. And that's absolutely me. I mean, that's an exact, that's a great example of why you need that communication. My idea of 24-7 is, you know, when he and I talk on the phone, uh, we can still, he can still maintain the dominant pose, but I, I'm much more sassier over the phone than I am in person. And, and I tend to dismiss some of the things he says. Uh, and so all those things are, are a perfect example of why we would need to communicate. Maybe his idea of a, a power exchange is different than my idea of a power exchange. So um, it's, it's a great post. And I think it was very well written. And those examples are absolutely hilarious. I was reading them going, huh. That's me. I want you to degrade me and use me, but don't be mean after I'm going to start crying. (laughs) I think just one last thing. I think it's so important that you pointed out uh, that 24-7 also means a lot of different things. Yes. You may have a 24-7 relationship, but it may be flexible in some things that it's not every time you pee or go to the bank, I need to know about it. Oh, yeah. It still can be 24-7, and you can still have that dynamic relationship all the time, and there's certain protocols and rituals that are in place all the time, but it doesn't mean that it's complete control over your mind and body. 24 7. Yes, I'm absolutely. Because some people may look at my relationship with Creative Explorer and think that's not 24 7. You're on. Well, when I'm at work, obviously, uh, you can't, um, you can't control me in any way. And, uh, but there, like I said, there is that dominance that he maintains no matter what kind of communication we're having. Uh, so much so that there are times when I tell him I have to be in uh, independent dominant mode myself. Like when I'm organizing his house or I'm working on a project in any way, I, I can't, I have not personally been able to find a way uh, to uh, manage and control whatever project I'm working on and still being in a submissive headspace. It just doesn't work because there's a certain asshole niche that I need to, uh, <laughs> that I need to access. And I can't do that when I'm being um, submissive in any way. So, um, uh, yeah, my definition of 24-7 is very different from other people's, but when, um, what the fuck do I care? That's that's the reason the post makes so much sense to me. You have to define it for yourself, and what someone else says is right or wrong, that's, fuck you, that's not my definition. Bam! In your face, bitches! <laughs> Kathy lays down the logic! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know, let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Hello, Enigma. 
How are you doing? Well, Boogie, I am doing rather well. That is wonderful to hear, Enigma. I saw the notes on today's segment, and I would like to say that they look about as shallow as you could possibly get, which I think is absolutely amazing in this stressful time, especially this stressful time trying to get Zencaster to fucking work! Sorry. Little little editing note. Anyway, Enigma, what's going on with you this week? Well, uh, my big news for this week is that I did the whole drive-through cotton swab uh, corona test this past week, and it came back negative, so I don't have the COVID. You failed! You I did! failed! Congratulations <laughs> on your failure! It's like me and my entire formal education as a child. How exciting is it to fail something? Why is everyone so excited about passing? It's good to fail, especially in this. I mean, sometimes it's very good to fail. I think there's books about that where it's like, strive to fail, if you learn from that. I didn't need a book, Enigma. I kind of had my entire life. That's fair. I wrote my own book of failures, and now I am here before you and the perverted podcast audience. Enigma, what do we have going on? Well, uh, I wanted to talk about this first show. There's a show going on on Netflix called Too Hot to Handle. I have heard of said show. Yes. I have not seen... I've watched clips. Right. So enough that we could maybe talk a little bit about... Can you give the perverted podcast listeners, like, the premise of the show? Of course. So this show is kind of your standard uh like reality shows layout where you have a bunch of people are put on this paradise island and there is a hundred hundred thousand dollar cash prize but the catch for this particular show is that none of the people on the island can perform any sexual acts on each other or themselves for the entire time that they're on the island if they do anything anything from kissing to masturbation the prize amount will drop so now the prize is like $100,000 that they get to split at the end. Right. And they have these, you know, 10 to 14 um, sexy, young, vibrant, horny uh, men and women on this island. And they're put into situations where they have to develop intimacy. I think the goal of the show is to get people away from their normal horny tinder swiping ways of just hooking up with people and an attempt to have them try to build some sort of real connection or intimacy am i correct about this i think that's the uh yeah i think that's the goal of the show to kind of show up show that you don't need sex to necessarily build a romantic relationship and so you have a bunch of people who are just like that's that's their normal they tend to use sex to build relationships, and that's not something you necessarily need to do. Not necessarily, but it is the more fun way. What? Did I say that out loud? I did. I totally I totally did. Chastity is for losers. I've done it. I was a loser. Um, now then, have you seen any of this show? I have not. I, 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 I've seen a couple of trailers, kind of like you, but I, I don't, I'm not a huge reality show fan. So, so, in other words, you and I are speaking totally out of our ass right now <laughs> about this show. I mean, I watched a documentary on it where they showed a bunch of scenes and kind of how it worked. So, I got a little bit. But, yeah, I just, I just, from what I saw, and once again, I'm not going to take away anybody's fetish because people love train wrecks. And people love trashy gossip in reality shows. And I'm surely not going to get in the way of any of people's fetishes for watching it for the for the trashiness of it. Because that's, that's fun. People enjoy that. From what I did see, I really didn't see a progressive motivation to actually build intimacy with people. It was more just, okay, how can we fuck and still get the money? Right. I I took away, especially from the article and, of course, the, the trailers that I've seen, it just seemed like an incels dream show to me. Like like going on there and just being like, oh, I'm celibate because I, I can't get these hot women to have sex with me. And I just I, I just think it's I think it pushes more negative stereotypes than it than it helps, even if it's it promotes itself as trying to help the whole uh, you don't need sex to be in a relationship thing. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get the vibe that bribing me with money was going if like if you don't have a desire 
to have a connection with somebody else. Saying, I'll pay you to have a desire to have a connection with somebody else um, doesn't really seem like it's going to work very well for me. But there were a lot of sexy people and, and definitely reminded me how non-kinky people don't really do it for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. Like shallowy, makeup-y, oh, we're going to the club to dance and drink and spill drinks and non-consensually grope on each other. And how that whole vibe, like, it's literally been so many years since I've done that. I'm so relieved that I do. And once again, this is sounding totally snobby and self-righteous. Everyone deserves to enjoy their life however the fuck they enjoy their life, as long as it's not threatening or harming someone else. But for me, I'm I'm so glad that I discovered the kink lifestyle and then all of the lessons about how to build intimacy with people, how to communicate, and that that is motivated by the benefits of actually having intimacy with other people because i am probably even more than the contestants on that show that i saw i have just as big a fear of commitments and as big a hatred of intimacy and vulnerability as as anybody else but it's it's been amazing this journey to kind of discover how to like somebody for them i definitely agree with the whole it's we we, we have found this this community that communicates uh, remarkably well, even when we communicate poorly, we're typically communicating better than a lot of quote unquote vanilla relationships. So, like, I I definitely feel more of a connection with people if I know that they're kinky, because I know that there's a lot more walls that aren't up than I would if I'm going into a vanilla relationship. And I know that I feel a lot of times when I'm looking at somebody who maybe I want to have a romantic connection with, in the back of my head is like, how can I bring them to cake? Like, well, because like on one hand, it's a communication. But on the other hand, it's, it's a big part of who I am at this point. So it's just, it, I think it's an interesting twist on how I used to look at, at relationships and how I'm looking at them now. I completely agree fun show if you like the trash i really didn't uh, get any hints and from the reviews and people that wrote comments and stuff like that it was pretty much because reality shows in general they are highly highly produced scenarios with amateur actors that's every reality show there is nothing reality about a reality show every line every edit every cutscene. Every everything was literally sat in meetings with rooms of producers and writers to try to figure out how to tell this story with kind of the characters and some of their personalities. But there's nothing really real about it. And no, so so it's important to realize that when you're watching shows like this that you really shouldn't be expecting to see a lot of depth and reality because a real reality show would just be like we left these people alone for a few weeks and now we're going to interview them about what they experienced without any intervention whatsoever right. and then you would see maybe what they kind of came up with did i just ruin reality shows i probably didn't anyone that watches reality shows is like yes boogie you dumb fucking idiot we know what this is I, I, if you ruined it for them, you also maybe we should also ruin wrestling for the people who think that's actually. Happening. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> wrestling is real. Don't you start! Don't you start! <laughs> Don't you start with that fucking propaganda bullshit. Wrestling is real. Grave Digger. Sorry, Grim Reaper. <laughs> Andre the Giant was a real... Let me tell you something. You got in the ring with Andre the Giant. You were wrestling for real. Uh, I, I very much believe that. I'm like wrestling from old, old wrestling. I know nothing about new new wrestling. <laughs> but don't fuck with it. It's real. Got it. No, no fucking. What else do you got? Before we move on, I forgot to say that this article came from a website called thecut.com. And the article is called This New Dating Show Bans Hot Morning People from Having Sex. So if you're interested in reading that article and finding more about that show, go there. And so the next article uh, comes from CNN Travel. So as everywhere in the world, 
there are, are restrictions on where you can wear masks. And a lot of countries are putting that in for the health and safety of everyone, including in the Czech Republic. Even nudists. <laughs> I saw this and it just gave me an instant visual of silliness. But you're like, yeah, okay. I can kind of see that. Continue, Enigma. Right, so the the article is called Czech Nudists Told to Wear Face Masks by Police. This uh, So this took its place in the Czech Republic. And so people, just like our beaches, there are nude beaches um, in the Czech Republic that are having trouble keeping people from gathering in large groups and, being, and keeping their face covered. This is just a problem with humans, not just the clothed ones. And apparently there were a lot of complaints to the police, and the police were called to remind people that while it is okay to get naked in designated public places, mouths still needed to be covered. Now then, I just, I'm pretty sure that the types of people that are on the nude beaches, it's not like a too hot to handle kind of scenario. Yeah, the the, the picture they have with the article, I, I'm not seeing anybody from the previous show. A lot, a lot of people looking like you and me on that beach. They're like, can you get a bigger mask? Can you just get a, a hazmat suit? Here's a tarp <laughs> with a strap on it. Can you just put that around you? Now then, the thing is, is I'm like, okay, well, that's very good because obviously, you know, your body, uh, you know, isn't going to explode with, uh, you know, viral matter. However, they have done some uh, research as to whether farting can carry the can carry viruses I've seen that. or things like that and that is obviously uh, up for debate so should people on these beaches also be wearing butt plugs i mean from what i've seen on the internet that, that that's how you keep the devils out so i think butt plugs are just a overall health uh, health factor that i think people should consider keep the devil out and keep viruses from going in yes exactly I have no clue. I have no <laughs> This is what we came up with this week. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's a little lighter than the, the last last Enigma segment, so I think I think that's good. Uh, I think it's a lot of goddamn fun. Enigma, can you do that social media thingy plug thing that you do? I can totally do that. If you'd like to follow us on our social medias, we are on Instagram, at Perverted Podcast. We are on Twitter, at Perverted PCast. And we are on FetLife. Just search for Perverted Podcast, one word, and you will find us. Bunny likes to read, likes the feels, likes the tingle factor. Bunny's fan fiction reviews, all right! And now is the time. The time of glory, the time of joy, the time of passion, the time of Bunny. Bunny, 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 bunny. Hi, bunny. How are you doing? I am very, very good. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Very, very excited about this segment, even though we have to make fun of you just a little bit because you're going to talk about a fan fiction that you actually don't even remember the name to. Well, okay. It was really good. But I forgot to save the link, and so I was looking for it, and I don't remember the name, but I could tell you that it's amazing, and I'll find the name <laughs> eventually. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a fan fiction review on a fan fiction, and then you're going to hunt later today, because this doesn't come out for a couple days. So we're going to hunt for it, and then we'll put the link up and give people the name. But all they need to know is this is... What is the premise of this fan fiction? Star Wars. Kylo Ren. <sighs> Kylo Ren. Yes, indeed. Yeah. How many times have have we played the Kylo Ren role play? A lot because Kylo Ren is really hot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good old Kylo. God damn it. I have no shame playing that character anytime yeah. you want. Anytime, bunny. Yes. You should build me a cloak. I can make you a cloak. Sew me the cloak. It can be like a double cloak, so it can have like, you can hide the hood so you can be Kylo Ren, but then you can bring the hood out and then you'll turn into Professor Snape. I like it. I like it and I will wear it. 
I will wear it and I will do it. That is so much fun. Okay, so before I get all super pervy and everything, let's get into the review. Tell us about this story that you have been literally just chomping at the bit to talk about on this segment. Well, okay. So Kylo Ren is in a meeting with like General Hux and a bunch of leaders of like the First Order, you know, and they're in a meeting on one of the ships in this little room. And then there's this girl and she's kind of like a slave girl to Kylo Ren who's just sitting in the corner. And then like just because he can, he like calls her over in the middle of the meeting and makes her do all these things while all these men are just talking about, you know, all the things that they have to do with the First Order and squashing the rebel scum resistance and all the things. And all this time, he's, like, fucking her over the table and making her do all these things that she doesn't want to do. It's really hot. And he makes her apologize to the people for being a dirty slut. I cannot tell you how many fantasies I've had. I haven't heard this story or you talk about this story, but I have had so many fantasies about being like a world leader or whatever. And then doing my meeting like in video chat, because of course I don't want to have to talk to anybody face to face because they annoy me. Yeah. They are my minions. They should just do what I say. So, but like under the level of the barrier, my little slave women are crawling up and sucking my dick, or I'm fucking them, or I'm fingering them, and I have gags in their mouth. So, you know, because I don't, I don't want, you know, my minions to start masturbating, you know, during my magic. <laughs> I just want them to continue being my minions, but I'm like so bored with their meeting and the triviality of talking to them that I just fool around with these slave women. Yep. Oh my God, I can't believe you read that. Yeah, it's exactly like it that. It is almost exactly <laughs> like my fantasy. Yeah, it's pretty great. You should read it. <laughs> oh my God. So does it escalate? Is it a single scene? It is. It's a single scene. But it's a really good one. And it sparks a lot of ideas. Ah, so then that gets us into our meter then for this fan fiction. Yeah. The, the, the fan fiction, of course, that has no name as of yet, but is really hot and is Star Wars and <laughs> Kylo Ren. Uh-huh. Okay, so now then let's get to our uh, bunny meter. So as far as the thinkies, did this give you any thoughts on your existential place in the universe? <sighs> thinkies. Definitely like a, a like an eight and a half marshmallows, at least I'd say, because you know in this time of social distancing, and like you were talking about video calls and Zoom, and in general, there's literally so many ways you could do like iterations of this fantasy. So it made me think a lot about that. I think that's pretty cool because it is true. Um, there is a certain underworld of people that are now trying to sneak and get away with things during their Zoom conferences at work. One of the most popular is females are wear and males I guess are wearing butt plugs. Yeah. While they're having their meetings, um, which is actually surprisingly funny. I don't know if you know this, but I know a number of women that have confessed to me that they have actually gone to classes at school like during a test that gives them a lot of anxiety or something like that and worn a butt plug to help them kind of feel some power and feel that dirty little thrill that kind of helps them take power over the test or something like that. Have you ever heard of something like that? I mean, that makes sense. Also kind of in a psychological way, it's a little bit like mindfulness. It's like this sensation that's present and is forcing you to be in the moment rather than in the future, which is what anxiety is anyway. So it makes sense to me. Wow, that was like all deep and therapeutic y and stuff. <laughs> You're smart, Bunny. I like you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so now on our Bunny Meter of Marshmallow Madness, what was the immersibility of this fan fiction story? How deep did it get you into it? Uh, immersibility was good too. I'd say also like eight marshmallows. I was very immersed for that short time. I was like there. I was in that room. I was like, mm, this is going to be me. This is going to be me on Kylo Ren's lap doing all of this. <laughs> 
don't care about well I guess the characters are different I'm not really up to date on the the Kylo Ren who all the generals and leaders are and stuff like that I'm kind of old school <laughs> uh, what is the third part on our meter wait a minute you want to do feelies the feelies that's right so bunny my glorious bunny this story did it give you any deep feelings of oh my gosh we're so connected and intimate and I just feel that 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 nurturing love of Kylo <laughs> as he understands everything about me and and he wants to get married and and we want to have little Kylo bunny babies and did I mean did you have a lot of feelies about this uh, story? No, I mean you just gave me feelies saying that, but no, the story did not give me any feelies like that. It was kind of the opposite. It's very much more degrading, humiliating, which is. Great. So I'd say it's more like a one on feelies. I did not get pretty much any feelies. No marshmallows for Kylo in the feely department. He doesn't really come off as a guy you can connect to on a deeper level. But I know you'd like to try. I mean, I don't know. Did you see the last movie? No. Okay. Well, he got more. He got more intimate in the last movie. No, there's just a whole thing. Our final category, which I'm assuming we may need a new scale for. Um, and that is the tingle factor. How hot did this story get you? No, I, we don't need a new scale. I'll restrain myself. I'll, I'll say that it was nine marshmallows. Nine marshmallows. It was, it was, I mean, it got me. It got me pretty fast. Definitely. It's pretty good. So was it the fact that there were all these authority figures in the room watching. I mean, because there's one thing like you, you talked about the Hermione one where it was a bunch of students and dorky kids, you know, uh, snotty Slytherins and whatever, making fun of her while she was being humiliated in front of the class. But it, does it kind of change the dynamic when these are all like official, you know, supposedly important characters and military chiefs and stuff like that? Yes. Yes, it does. Because it's... Uh kind of like like the level of power like everybody's like kind of looking down on you and it's kind of like this I don't know there's like this energy in the story that like you could also be passed off to all these other powerful people at any time potentially and having to like like apologize to all these other authority figures and they're just gonna all sit there and talk about world domination, but kind of enjoy you just being used in the corner, but you're not even that important, so they're not even paying that much attention to you, but sometimes they just look at you, but it's like a big deal for you, but for them it's like, meh, whatever, just this slut being used in the corner, it's kind of like hot that way, it's kind of different. Instead of all attention being on you, it's more like... Yeah, kind of cool, but we're also going to do a bunch of other powerful people things, so. Well, I would definitely say this is a bunny-style story. <laughs> yeah, it's a me-style story, but I, I thought it was kind of broader. I thought it might appeal to other people, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny, we have a challenge for you for the next review. I tried. Bunny, I need you to I need you to try for the next fan fiction review. Even though this was totally hot and very fun, let's try a non-humiliation fan fiction review. I already have one. Do you have one? Yeah, it centers around like knife play. Okay, very good. Look forward to uh what's the premise on that one? Is it a famous story or Criminal Minds? And they are the behavior analyst unit of the FBI. They hunt down serial killers. Okay. I look forward to that. Yeah. It's darker. It's good. It's really good. It's dark, but it's not necessarily humiliating. It's not humiliating. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's not okay. the jam. <laughs> Bunny, I love you so much. <laughs> yeah. I tried. I did. I thought this. <laughs> no. No, this was pure bunny. This was bunny 101. Oh, you're such a good girl. Well, yeah, I'm a good girl. Bunny, once again, an absolute delight. 
to talk about the fan fictions that you get to read and experience. And hopefully some of our listeners, once you find the link and we actually know the name of this, we'll post that on pervertedpodcast.com. If you scroll down, you'll find the bunny section and it'll have a link to the Kyla Ren story that you can enjoy on your own. And please email us at uh, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think of these stories that Bunny's reviewing. And of course, if you have suggestions, because Bunny is going to need some help. Yeah, give me like different like king genres because I set out and I think I'm going to do something different. And then I see like public humiliation and I'm like, ah, yeah, this, 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 this. So you need to just give me like a parameter or something. Be like, you should look up like rope stuff. And then I'll be like, don't look humiliation. You're going to look at things that say rope and you're going to read them. That's going to be good. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I appreciate your passion, Bunny. <laughs> I really do. And we sure do have a lot of fun playing with it. I just love you. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I love you. I think you're wonderful. And we will definitely hear from you on your next magical sex. We will definitely hear from you on your next lovely fan fiction segment. Yay. Do you like my cockshot avatar? And, you know, before we close the show, I, I totally forgot that we have some new Patreon supporters. And uh, as usual, I reach out to them and see if we can do a shout out. So, and anybody who's listening, thinking of of uh, donating five bucks if you give a fuck to Perverted Podcast, don't think that we that totally fuck you and take advantage of you and shout your name out. I always get permission first and a bunch of them said no, which we totally respect. But Jojo, lovely Jojo, who just became a Patreon supporter. I'm giving the background music. I should probably put a music bed here, but I'll just go. Oh my God. Go ahead, Kathy, do your thing. I'm running out of air. Stuff like who says, I am not going to talk while you're doing this. Stop. What? Yay, Jojo. She was very sweet and said, I am absolutely happy and proud to support you guys. My boyfriend and I enjoy listening to you. That's just so sweet. Thank you. You don't know what it means to us. Even though... That was dubstep right there. Is that what that is? Jojo. I don't think that that... A lot of people listening to this are going to go... My friend, that's not dubstep. <laughs> that's that's some step. That's stepping in something. That's definitely, I definitely stepped in something. It was not probably the dub. <laughs> but that's it. I got nothing else, Boogie. Well, that's the end of the show. <laughs> Five years of perverted podcast, and this is the end of show 260. To you, our lovely and hopefully kinky listeners, we say thank you for letting Boogie and I talk to you a few hours every week. It has been an amazing ride, and we hope to be here for many more years. On that note, visit patreon.com for podcast if you think this show brings value into your lives. Five bucks if you give a fuck, and we're one step closer to getting a more permanent home when this whole pandemic is over. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and pervertedpodcast on FetLife. That's all I got, Boogie. Kathy! Boogie! It's been a hell of a five years. You want to see if we can keep doing this another one? Hey, you know, unless I die of cancer or you drive your car off a cliff, we'll be here for five more years. (laughs) That is so optimistic! That's the type of optimism that we need at the Church of Cock! (laughs) Church of Consensual Kink! Come and join us! Come! Come, all ye followers, to the Church of Cock. Which you shouldn't say Church of Cock because Cock is already the Church of Cock consensual. We'll see you guys next week! (laughs) Woohoo! Do you feel your sex life is great? Lame. Oh my God. <laughs>
Come and join no me. No one's going to hear this but me. Why are you torturing me? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Woo! Hello. Woo! And welcome to Perverted Podcast. Two minutes twice. Two minutes twice. You say you want to make love all night long. Well, babe, I'm going to fuck you, but your time frame is all wrong. Two minutes twice. That's actually how long it's going to last. <laughs> Two minutes twice. Is all the time I need to tap your ass. Two minutes twice. You say you need more dick time Well, I'm not a freaking factory Don't you know us guys have a period of refractory Two minutes twice I need to recharge my batteries Ha, bitch Two minutes twice Squirt my love goo on your ovaries Yeah Two minutes once Huh. Now go make me a sandwich And I'll sleep While you play with yourself Two minutes once more Hey, let's make this one a blowjob oh, oh, now go away Cause I got some video games to play Two minutes twice Two minutes twice I know you seem unhappy, but I had a really good time And I snuck a couple pictures of me banging you from behind Click two minutes twice A photo increases my street cred Yeah Two minutes twice Go show how great I am to all your friends And maybe they'll wanna fuck me too Two minutes twice Two minutes twice Two minutes twice. Two minutes twice. Two minutes twice. Oh, so nice. Two minutes twice. Nice, 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 nice. Two minutes twice. I'm cool as ice. Two minutes twice.